And welcome back to another episode of the Pack Out Podcast. Uh, I'm Aaron, along with Cody, as always. Um, tonight, we are going to tell a cautionary tale. Uh, one that Cody and I have a lot of conversations about. Um, whether it be one year, two year, ten years from now, and that's hunting out west. And <clears throat> it's cautionary because... There's a lot of unknown. There's a lot of things changing um, much quicker than anybody had anticipated. Uh, but we'll dive all we'll dive into that um, here in a bit. But first, Cody, how you doing? What's new? Getting ready for TAC, I assume. Yeah, yeah. I guess by the time this comes out, it'll be. I guess TAC will be have been last weekend. So that's what my focus has been uh recently i'll probably shoot one more round of 3d tomorrow night which will be tuesday and then uh head up thursday we shoot friday saturday so it's coming up quick but only a couple days left but that's been uh monopolizing most of my time anyway what about you um i I mean for me it's mostly been bluegills (laughs) like as far as like the outdoor outdoor world is concerned um Mm -hmm. Uh, went back and rewatched a couple things through shot IQ because I just wasn't, I wasn't quite, quite grasping it. And you helped me walk, you helped walk me through that a bit with like what the words mean and how, how they allow you to transition to the next step. Um, but I haven't, I haven't shot since then. Um, I got the house to myself for a couple more days, so I'm going to draw board. I built the draw board. I did. I've, I, I, I took uh, Nate Sellers. We had him on a, a few episodes ago, Average Jack Archery. Um, he's got a cool YouTube video on how to build a draw board. And it's super simple. Like it took me 15 minutes to, to do everything to my workbench. Um, as far as once I figured out how I wanted the boards and where I wanted the, the carriage bolt and the, the winch and whatnot. But, um, yeah, but built a draw board, tested it out. Uh, I gotta say, a lot more anxiety involved with that than I thought that I might have. Um, I think I've had less anxiety on a plane, um, if that says anything. I hate flying, so yeah. <laughs> like, and it was just like I'm not anxious about like the bow going off or or the attachment breaking or something like that. I'm just just watching my bow get drawn without an arrow on it. And I'm like, this thing derails, like it is done. And, uh, it had like a little tilt to it, like a little vertical tilt to the right. Um, mm-hmm. just because of the weight from the, from the side being on it. And, um, but once I, I moved it a little bit closer to the bench, uh, and that seemed to fix it and it worked. So got the safety go loop on there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, uh, um, so I, I took what, uh, Dudley does with D loop cord and a bunch of safety knots and that's my main loop. But then I took that, uh, paracord stuff that we use for hanging quarters and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I made a bigger loop safety knots and that, and I put that around it. So just in case if something happens and something breaks, it's got uh, an emergency catch on there so that it doesn't like blow up my bow or anything like that. So cool but yeah the press mounted yet they're not yet nope press is mounted um i tested that out uh that was probably a month ago just kind of pressed the bow just to see just to see if i liked where everything was on the on the uh on the mount that i did and so yeah she's all ready i just have to 
have the time to sit down and do it. So, yeah. New strings, right? Yep. New strings. Um, nothing crazy with them. Just the, the replacements that vapor trail sent me last year. So we'll see how those do. If those start separating on the cams and I'll end up ordering, uh, I'll end up ordering ABB or something like that. But, um, yeah, looking forward to doing the full setup again and getting back into it every day. So, cool. Yeah, yeah, you're getting close. With that, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I guess we can uh, we can probably get right into it. I think one of the more inter- interesting things to me about this whole deal is we just had Trail Kreitzer on from Go Hunt probably, I don't know, I guess about a year ago now to give like an update because there had been so many changes and here we are. 360 however many days later and it's changed so much again that we're like yeah we there's probably enough to talk about that we could give another update (laughs) yeah i don't i don't i mean a lot of what he said in that podcast is still viable information and really good information for people who need to start a plan but man the impact that it's had in just a year like a lot of that information is just outdated yeah no, and I've, I mean, I've said, I think I've said this on here before too, even, but even thinking back to like, I don't know, 2019 or, you know, whenever it was that Jimmy and I really started to kind of put a, you know, a plan together as far as like, what's the next five years look like? It was just, it's just hard to believe how different it was, you know, at that time it's like, well, we can probably get a Montana tag every other year. You can probably get a Wyoming general tag every third year you know, maybe pull New Mexico once every 10 years or whatever. Colorado's always there over the counter. And now it's like, you know, you might get Montana every three years. Who knows what a Wyoming general tag looks like. New Mexico's getting worse. Idaho's getting, like, again, two, three years ago, things were just drastically different. And then you look back a year and that's just kind of how much this landscape is changing. And I think it'll probably continue to change, at least for the foreseeable future. You know, there's some things that may slow that and may taper things down a little bit that we'll get into. But, um, you know, I, I think just the general trend has been changed for the last, I don't know, even five years. So I think that's probably just what we're going to continue to see, good or bad. I think that's just what it is. Yeah, I, I fully agree. Like, and it's bleeding over into other species too, which which we'll get into a little bit. But like, you know, we were talking you and I in, in a, in a conversation through texting or whatnot, we were saying like, well, if we can't, you know, go elk hunting, there's always like pronghorn or mule deer. And I mean, in Wyoming, yeah, yeah. You, there are units I'm sure that you can draw a pronghorn for with three or four points for a rifle tag or something, but there's also a large majority that you're not drawing before you get six points, which is just mm-hmm. crazy to me. Yeah. Well, and that's, I think even last year, like the, you know, around the time we had talked to trail, I think at that time it was like, you know, okay, well, if the elk stuff gets super bad, yeah, you, you, you're going to have antelope points We're you know, we're building some mule deer points. There's always going to be options out West. And now it's like, man, the bleed over effect is so bad. And, and not to just be like doomsday on here because there's, you know, there's obviously still some good, but, um, yeah, it's bleeding over into antelope, bleeding over into mule deer. You know, they just cut a bunch of tags in Wyoming for both mule deer and antelope. And, and not that it was unnecessary, but you tie in tag cuts with point creep and, you know, you can see where, where things are going. So I think just obviously we'll, you know, be more focused on elk tonight. We'll talk about the other stuff a little bit, but yeah, it's, it's bleeding over into everything. So just general yeah, it, hunting in the West is, is getting different. 
and, and to go to, you know, to reiterate what you said, like, <clears throat> we're not trying to be doomsday, but uh, it would be a good idea if you have the ability to adapt quickly. Um, you know, you might not draw what you want to draw. And if it comes down to it and like Colorado's sitting there, is Colorado's the last draw? Mm, yeah, I think so. They just drew okay. last week. I think they're yeah. about the last. Yeah, so Colorado, you know, Colorado's the last draw and it comes down to it. You're like, well, I guess I'm putting it in for an antelope tag and, you know, you just have to roll with it if you want to hunt big game out west every year. Like, that's the tricky part, so. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's definitely lots of opportunity, but I think it's just changing. And, you know, like you mentioned, Wyoming antelope, there are some there are some opportunity hunts at lower points, but a lot of that stuff's private land. Like there's very mm-hmm. small chunks of public land. And then some of those units, the antelope aren't spending the time on that public and any public land anyway. So yeah, maybe I could go draw a tag with two points, but then I'm also going to pay someone a trespass fee because I need to hunt private land. Or, you know, it's one of these things where you can only hunt within a certain distance of a river or whatever it is. I mean, there's, there's all these, these stipulations where they look, you know, you start looking at like odds and stuff and you're like, oh yeah, that's feasible. A couple points, but then you start really digging into the nitty gritty and it's like, ah, okay. There's a reason why they're only a couple points. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know what? Let's, let's talk about the odds part of it because you are frustrated. The fact that people don't understand what an odd is. So lay that out. It, it'll be a couple minute rant. It'll be fun. What is a draw odd define that for me and so, those who don't understand it apparently yeah i'm it, it, so it's basically the percentage the likelihood that someone either drew that tag or you would draw that tag or or whatever the case may be but i think the biggest issue becomes with draws and what people don't understand is they're not predictive right so you go on to go hunt you go on to hunt and fool eastman's tag hub i mean there's lots of top rot. There's lots of places that you can go to find these odds, but what people don't understand and continue not to understand, which is the part that I don't understand is that they're not predictive, right? So if go hunt says that this unit in Colorado last year was a hundred percent. Great. Last year it was a hundred percent. You don't know how many people are sitting on the sidelines with points that are now going to jump in. You never know any given year, how many people are going to apply with what point. So that's not take, you know, you can't, you can't predict draw odds. You know, you can look, you can see, okay, you know, so this was a five point unit. How many people didn't draw it for? You can kind of make the assumption of, okay, they're going to put in at five. You know, is that going to eat up the tag quota? Like you can get into the weeds and really start to figure some of that out. But at the end of the day, too many people think that they log on to their GoHunt account and they see that the the, uh, draw odd for this unit is 80% or 100% or whatever. And they feel like, oh, well, it was actually... 35% 35% this year. What the hell go on? I want my 150 bucks back. Like I literally yeah. have read that on multiple forums this week with Colorado stuff. And I'm like, you guys have to understand how these work. Like you, your expectation it's, it's not is a, not realistic. Draw odd is not a batting average. It is an inanimate object that there is no skill base to it. It is a ratio and you mm-hmm. cannot use past ratios to predict future ratios. It's like, it's like looking at lotto numbers and saying, well, the past seven weeks, the number 57 has been in it. It's going to be in it this week. Mm-hmm. It's not how it works, guys. No, 
Not at all. And like, yeah, use draw odds. I mean, use that to set your strategy up, but you have to have the, the expectation of I'm looking at, I'm essentially looking at old data and I'm trying to guess the future, right? Yeah. It's never going to work. It's never going to be an exact science. So like, yeah, put in for that 80% unit because you're hoping that even if it drops, you're still hoping that you're in the majority, that it's going to be over 50% and your likelihood's going to be there to draw it. But mm-hmm. you can't be pissed and frustrated no. when it when it drops down to 35 because a jump a bunch of people that have been putting in for points jump in off the sideline all of a sudden and you're one of the guys who don't draw like that's yeah, just it, it's how an, this game works you're able to take past draw odds and make an educated guess as to what's going to happen this year yes you can do that but it is an yeah, educated exactly. guess yeah and that's the best you're gonna get unless you call every dude that's got four points Mm-hmm. And ask him, hey man, are you gonna are you gonna put in this year? You are you are you putting in? No. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. And then you make a tally. Then you can tell the future. But until you do that, you're just guessing. Yeah, and then on top of that, call like the seventy thousand people in Colorado that are holding on to points, and you know, hey, you guys looking at this unit? So yeah, that was a happen. number that was very disheartening to me that you told me that there were like. Like sixty-eight thousand or something, hunters. yeah, something like yeah. Was it was that Colorado or, or Wyoming that that? Oh, I think that was Colorado. Than, and it was less than two points or something like that, or one. Oh point. yeah, yeah. I, I I don't remember the number on that, but I did read. I don't know if it was today or yesterday that like sixty-eight some thousand put in in Colorado for a point only. Yeah, but yeah. The Wyoming that, people sitting on less than two points was not not. Uh, it's not far off. No, mm-hmm. no, that was uh that was a kick in the nuts for me. <laughs> like <laughs> thinking like, yeah, I'll be able to hunt Wyoming in six, seven years. Yeah. I don't know, man. I might be like a knee surgery down the road by then or something by the time I get out there. Yeah. It's yeah. uh it's tough. But yeah, yeah, so use I mean use odds to to help you paint the picture, but for the love of God, understand they're not a guarantee. Yeah. Hundred <laughs> percent. All right, got that well, ran out of the way. We're good there. Yeah. People still won't understand, but if you forget, Probably come not. back and nope, realize. Nope, it. they won't. They will not. It's all right. <laughs> Some of us are slow learners. All right, so let's uh, dive in. Yeah, yeah. And so with this, I mean, we're not going to cover like, you know, I'll, I'll Utah. just kind of, yeah, Utah. Like Utah's a very tough uh, state for non-residents. There is some like spike in cow. Uh, it, it there are some little hidden gem things in Utah, but generally speaking, yeah. that's a tough place to put in for points. Nevada, yeah, another we're one. Covering, like, well, I mean, let's just say what we are going to cover. Idaho, Montana, Wyoming, Colorado. Yeah, we'll touch on New Mexico a little bit. Okay, that works. Yeah, I mean, the other states, Nevada, Utah, Washington, Arizona, they're very tough to draw for non-residents. Like, it is what it is. You're looking at what? sub five percent in all those states yeah. other than like random spike hunts or something yeah arizona has some random uh and i don't i don't remember oh, they, stuff. Do have they have some, some random, random percentage stuff. that probably makes it worth it but the tough thing in arizona is you have to buy the license so i think it's going to cost you a couple hundred bucks just to apply yeah yep that's right so that's one to maybe have on your radar if you're really wanting to maximize things but otherwise mm-hmm. yeah we're gonna try to focus on the on the bread and butter stuff i guess sounds good well, let's start in Idaho. Yeah, the first state to, first state to uh, I guess, go on sale, technically. 
Yep. Oh no, it is December. first date to go on still just uh, early December. I want to say it's like December 2nd or 3rd. It's a, it's a, that, that first week. Um, it is technically over the counter. Um, however, that counter, if you show up with a buddy, you, you don't stand there in line together. Uh, no. you're randomized in line. And if you two get two separate units, they basically give you the middle finger and tell you to kiss off. Like, Idaho is such a messed up system that yes, it is over the counter in that you don't have to draw. However, when you go into the online portal to buy your tag, you have to get there within, within 15 minutes early or something like that. Um, and you are randomly placed in line. It does not matter if you get there first, second, third, you're randomly placed in line. So the, so the year that I, uh, that my uncle and I went, I signed on like, seven, eight minutes beforehand or something like that. And I was placed like 150th in line. I was like right up at the front. It took me five minutes to get my tag. My uncle was placed in the thousands and he had to sit on there for two hours to get his tag. And there's no party system. So like him and I are going together, but I can't, I can't hold his tag or buy his tag or put his name on a tag or nothing like that. It doesn't work that way. Um, so that is a big hurdle to me in Idaho. Sounds um, a lot like of, a lottery. It does sound like a lottery, doesn't it? <laughs> Almost like it's not over the counter. Right. Say, I'm, gl- I'm glad you chimed in because I was getting a little ranty there and I, I didn't want to get <laughs> super ranty tonight, but like, yeah, like, I don't know. I mean, if, if I'm Idaho, just go to a draw, please. Yeah. Plus there's zone caps now, right? Was last year, the first year was zone caps. Yeah, the year that my uncle and I went was the first year with zone caps. So the zone that we hunted in, um, it normally, I think leading up to that year, uh, had a zone, it didn't have a zone cap, but the state had a statewide cap of 10,000, 10,000, mm-hmm. 10,800 non-resident hunters or something like that. Our zone had something like, like 750 non-resident hunters in it the year before the year that we hunted it, they dropped it to 260. It's a big change. It's a huge change. And we noticed it. I mean, mm-hmm. my, my uncle's last time there was like 2014. So he didn't really notice much, but like we didn't see hardly anybody. And that was driving around everything. I mean, we also, you know, saw elk for two days and then nothing after. So that might've been part of it too. But like, <laughs> um, like there's so much out ground there and it's just to not see anybody. That part was nice, but the getting the tag part, that was a big pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I can remember, man, and I, I don't know how long ago this would have been, but um, probably within the last, boy, I don't know, five years, maybe like I can remember following Dan state and stuff and Dan, like being able to get a second tag in Idaho. Yeah. And now you used it's like to, you're, you're doing well to get a tag in Idaho. Yeah. I mean, you used to be able to get uh, two tag. Like if you shot an elk, you could go get a second mm-hmm. tag right after. Uh, mm-hmm. My uncle, when they first started going out there, they would just show up and buy their tag when they got there. Yeah. And then I think it was the year before. I think it might have been the year we went to Montana you and me and Jimmy went to Montana. They sold out in June that year. 
Mm-hmm. And I told my uncle and he's like, they sell out. Like that's a thing. He had never heard of that because they'd gone so many times that it was like, they don't sell out. It's like, no, they, they sold out in June. He's like, yeah. Oh, that's different. And then it yeah. was, they sold out in April. And then the year that we went, um, I mean, our zone sold out in three days, mm-hmm. four days or something like that. But effectively the elk hunting, other than like a couple scraggly, uh, tags that were there in the spring for units that are pretty undesirable for either, either quality of elk hunting or just quality of getting around. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were done by spring. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know when they sold out this year. I couldn't find like a, an exact date, but I, I mean, you've already kind of touched on it. Like the good, the good units, the desirable tags are selling out in days, you know, the tags that you're still able to buy and, January, February, March, probably not the greatest tag. So, yeah. So, like the three, probably the three most common units in Idaho or zones, I guess, are like Lemhi, Beaverhead, uh, Pioneer, not three, I guess, Salmon, like that kind of ne- button up to Southwest Montana. And then if you get into the Panhandle and uh, towards uh, like the Sawtooth zone and stuff like that, like those all mm-hmm. sell out super quick. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think Northern, like the Northern part of Idaho, like those nine or 10 units are all one zone, right? Yep. Yeah. 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 They're all so one that's zone. That's a lot now. of units packed in the one zone. And then to, in order to do limited entry in Idaho, you have to have a tag. Is that how that works to apply? I'm trying to remember. I have never really looked no. into that, but. Oh yes, you do. Uh, because uh, the, re- we, so we, we had our, um, our tag or whatever already, and you can turn in your tag in Idaho for free, mm-hmm. uh, up to a certain time limit. And that time limit is right after they draw a limited entry. So we put in for a limited entry tag because, you know, why the hell not? Like yeah, we found a unit and it was like, yeah, you already had the general, like, why not go to a place where you're one of 12 people and the trophy potentials, you know, 350. Mm-hmm. Like, why not do that? Yeah. So we did, and well. we didn't. We didn't draw, but you know, I mean, it was also. I think there were two non-resident tags available, or three non-resident tags. So we put in as a party. Yeah. So we would have had to have been drawn first or second to get it. That's it. Yeah, you're talking single-digit odds for most of those tags. Yes. <laughs> like it would have. I mean, it, that was a true lottery tag, but. But yeah, so that, I mean, sure. that's Idaho in general. So like, you know, to kind of reiterate what this episode's about, it, it's like, yeah, there are over-the-counter states in Idaho and Colorado, but Idaho is already basically a lottery. Um, yeah. And they really need to just go to a draw to make things more organized and more user-friendly for hunters because it's not user fr- Like, guys go out west as a group of like six and if you're going mm-hmm. into a limited uh, a zone with a cap and one guy doesn't get a tag, like, and that sucks. That kind of ruins the trip. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm sure there will be change. There's, a, you know, there's going to be some, some bleed over into Idaho just like everywhere else. So I'm sure change is coming. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do, but I'm sure they're going to have to do something. Yeah. But, um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. When you think like over the counter elk tags, I don't, I mean, like I said, they're technically over the counter, but I pretty much think Colorado. Like, 
if I'm talking over the counter, it's basically Colorado at this point. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So. Let's move over to the uh, maybe to the neighbors to the east there, Montana. Um, which the big change, I guess we, I think we covered this last year with Trail, right? That was kind of when that house bill had had just went through because I think it went through. Yeah, a bunch of, uh, last yeah, year. it hadn't. I don't think it had passed, but it was it was in. It was in committee or in the house or something like that. Like there were definite talks about it. Yeah. Or maybe yeah, it had so that was the house. Um, yeah. Yeah. House Bill six thirty seven. Uh looking at my notes here. Um, so that was like a I don't know, it was just kind of like a general bill, but then they snuck in some uh like late last night minute snuck in type. too. Oh yeah. yeah. It was yeah, before it it you didn't party have, lines. Yeah, it was um very uh very bush lead politics um and i'm not a political person i i don't even like talking about politics i guess unless it deals with hunting but like it was past the point of public opinion and i guess the changes they made technically they didn't need to get public opinion on or something like that and they passed it just shoved it on the rug and said here you go we're mm-hmm. done and yeah. that big change was the fact that uh, I can't remember the percent, but a percentage of the licenses um, for not, you know it better than I do. Yeah. So the, the big change with that is, so in Montana, when you apply, so Montana has a points only period from, I think like July 1st to the end of September, maybe. Don't quote me on that because um, I haven't mm-hmm. had to do that in a while. But so in, in Montana, you can buy a point during that period, but you can also buy a point when you apply. So technically in Montana, you can always apply with at least one point because you can buy a point at time of application. And that's talking preference point. So Montana has a preference point system for their general tags, but then they also have a, a bonus point system for the limited entry tags. So um, we'll gloss over bonus points a little bit here with Montana, um, talking uh, more so preference points. But the big, the big change with that house bill was now if you were going to be applying to where you were going to hunt with an outfitter, you could buy two points at application. The max point uh, to be held in Montana is three, right? So if you bought a point last year in 2021, you're sitting on one point, you're going into the draw, going to hunt with an outfitter, you now have three points, you're guaranteed a tag. Like that's 100% draws. Whereas someone like you and I that are DIY guys not, not going with an outfitter, we're always going to be a point behind the eight ball. Now, yeah, we can hit that three point um, limit just like everybody else, but it's now going to take us a year. It's going to shift draws. So that was the big thing uh, going into this year was kind of like, well, what's that going to do now? How many more guys are going to be holding that three point uh, tally versus, you know, normally like two points is a hundred percent. And there's like a few people that apply with three, but normally mm-hmm. two points is a hundred percent, but it's like, okay, well, how is that going to change things? Yeah, that's rough. And, and, like, and it did change them a lot. It did. You guys still kind of finagled your way in. So congrats to you guys. But yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. there were several people this year with two points that didn't draw, which is, yeah, it, and I, is nuts. I don't remember. I've And so Montana doesn't put out draw stats like right away. I don't, they're not out yet, but the rumor I think was around 50%. Or maybe it was up to 80. I don't remember. Somewhere between 50 and 80, and I realize that's mm-hmm. a big spread uh, for two points. One point was zero. Nobody with one point drew. 
So this year, That's if you incredible. bought a point at application, you were essentially donating your your uh, application cost to Montana because you had zero chance to draw. Now so the now other those caveat. People, well, those people that have the one point and then didn't draw, can they then buy a point in September and then buy a point at time of draw and then apply with three points? No. So since they bought, so if you buy a point at time of application, you can't buy, like that's your point for the calendar year. Uh, um, the so only then change next year they'll is, apply with two. Exactly. So then they can okay. buy, if, if they're DIY, they can buy another point and then they would apply with two next year. Right. But if they go with an outfitter, they get a leg up and they can. Because they could go with three next year or could yeah. have went with two this year. Right. God, that yeah. sucks. That sucks for the, yeah. D- I mean, I, I get it. Like, I get it. Like outfitters are a business thing, you know, but at the same time, like, I, I don't know, maybe do your fucking job better. I, I don't, I mean, maybe that that's probably fairly brash and, you know, just cutting on the surface and showing how little I know how difficult it is to be an outfitter. But like at the same time, it's like there's outfitters that are successful for a reason. They advertise, they kill shit and people are happy. Yeah. Like if you don't do those three things, why should you be getting a handout? I don't know. I'm not yeah. even going down Montana. I'm irritated. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, the, I think the the most frustrating thing to me is just like, this is done with lobby dollars. Like this was a lobbyist thing. Like, yeah, you know, there, there's nothing, nothing biology based, nothing from the biologist, nothing science based. Like this was all done, you know, for their, their constituents, which I understand, like, you know, that that's who votes them in. They have to have their interest there too. But you look at like the non-resident licenses they sell in general. And then, you know, what mm-hmm. that does to stimulate their economy. Uh, you know, I think about like the time we spend in Southwest Montana and the money we spend there and stuff. And it just, I don't know, you know, it, and uh, with all the money that these departments get from non-residents, it's just always like kind of mind boggling how much they put it to us. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, it is uh, pretty interesting. And you did, you alluded to something earlier that it, it passed on party lines and uh, folks, I'm going to guarantee you, it's not the party you're thinking. And Just that's how all the, I mean, you know, every we'll, single, we'll yeah, get they're all stuff the same. And we'll get stuff in Wyoming and that's, yeah, that, that's how these all go, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I guess the only other, uh, you know, the things to touch on for Montana. So Montana, which will probably be more, will come into play more next year. But uh, in Montana, they also set aside 25% of tags for people who apply with zero points. Um, so that's how we got our tag this year. We applied with zero points, which again, this is all rumors, but the rumor was it was about 30 to 40% odds, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and we had kind of talked about it before, like, well, do we apply with one, you know, do we apply with zero? Cause we know there's going to be some set aside. Is there going to be enough people apply with zero that it's really going to drop those odds? Um, but you know, I guess looking back, we probably didn't even really need to have those conversations because we, you know, you kind of could see the writing on the wall that three and two were going to draw the tags and one was probably going to be left out. So, but again, what's that do next year? Right. Because nobody's going to apply with one point. No, it'll all shift. It'll all shift again. Yeah. And then, and then at some point, I mean, do you, do you foresee it being at some point that, I mean, one point is just obsolete. Two points is like sub 30%. 
and you basically have to have three points to draw in Montana. Yeah, I think that's possible. The only the the one kicker that that um will also make things interesting is so in Montana now you also have to apply every other year or they purge your points. So you can't just build mm. three points and then only apply once you have three. That might be interesting. So like next year, that, I'm to say I wonder if don't that gives apply, go ahead. two people. I was to say I wonder if that gives uh, the two pointers like a legit shot every year to draw. Then that's kind of what I wonder too. You know, because there's not you you can't sit on the sidelines and build three points. Like you just can't. Right. At yeah. some point, you're gonna have to put in. You know, so yeah, like next year, if we don't apply, say we say next year we don't apply, but we buy a point, which I doubt we'll do, but say that happens and then we want to, you know, go into the next year, two points, perfect, but you have to put in, like you can't Mm -hmm. just build that three points. I guess you could build three points. Like if you buy a point and then you're going with an outfitter, you know, second year you're, you're at three, but if you're a DIY guy, you got to apply every other year. Everybody does. But if you're a DIY guy, you're never going to be able to just build those three points and not apply. Right, right. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. And then if you do draw the tag in Montana and you don't want it, you can turn it back in. Um, and it's an 80% refund, which fun fact, it's June 6th. They drew two months ago and some people don't have the refunds back. Montana's a mess. Montana's Montana a mess. is. They also Montana gave out 1200 a... tags to people that didn't draw, but I digress. <laughs> and well, I just, well, I, I do. I do want to touch on that, and maybe we can transition in, into Colorado after this because Colorado, their draw stats come out right away. Yeah, they take three days. Day. Like, um, so like I think it was last week, Tuesday or Wednesday, they came out and said antelope points, antelope draw. Thursday, mule deer, mule deer draw. Friday, elk, elk draw. And you can see the stats right away. Like this is the this is what drew, etc. Mm-hmm. As someone who works with stats and writes st- statistical code and stuff like that, I don't understand how more states don't do this. It is a very simple process. It is a paragraph of code. <laughs> I hear you. I like, hear it you. Is, it is procedure, print, title the fucking table, enter or run or whatever the hell program they're using. That's all it is, guys. It's They're just creating a table off of the stats. Yep. And the fact that Montana doesn't have it out, they screwed up twelve hundred tags. Uh, they don't have people out of the out. draw. They kicked the people. list goes on. Montana's a Jesus Christ. <laughs> so they they gave out extra tags initially because they kicked people out of the draw that shouldn't have been. Then they sent out twelve hundred tags to people who were unsuccessful. Uh, mm. Issued them a refund and said, "Hey, oh by the way, we're also going to mail you an envelope. Just that tag's no good. Send it back to us." They're just just pissing away money. What what system did they farm out to do this? Jesus, my know. God, it's a mess. It's a mess. It's so awful. I am thankful we have a tag, and uh, I mean that's all I need for Montana this year, I guess. But yeah, the future is murky. It is. It is murky. Like that's tough, man. Yep. But yeah, moving into uh, Colorado. Um, hey, let's get on to Colorado. Yeah, the last true over-the-counter state i'll say i think that all speculation but i think that change is coming uh i don't know when they're up for their next like uh committee on regs or whatever i know they asked for input last november uh and one of the things was like a zone cap type deal so 
mm-hmm. I assume within the next couple of years here, but I don't know exactly when their uh, their regs come up. But I think the day is going to come where it's either zone cap like Idaho or they're just uh, everything goes to a draw or there's going to be something because now Colorado's at the bottom of the funnel and they're they're just catching everybody who can't draw a tag anywhere else. So they can only do that for so long. Yeah, for sure. And like, you know, I, I've talked to people that have hunted Colorado and they get, they get way back in there, you know, a few miles. Um, and they're still running into people in Colorado. I would argue is probably, uh, more popular among hikers and mountain bikers than, you know, Idaho, Montana, or Wyoming. So you're getting all of those extra people back there as well. Um, there's some goat units that you can't hunt on the weekends because there's too many hikers. They don't want hikers seeing mountain goats tumbling down the hill. That's incredible. That's how busy it can be with recreation. Mountain goat yeah. units, like mountain goat territory. There's that many hikers. I mean... Can't hunt them on the weekends. I believe it. Climbing 14ers is a popular thing in Colorado. There's 53 of them, as far as yep. I remember. Yeah, so it's busy. It's busy with elk hunters, and it's busy with non-elk hunters. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And high country mule deer. I mean, yeah, Colorado's just busy. Yeah. Opportunity, but that's why it's busy. Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I've said this for a couple of years, and you said it for a couple of years. It's like, when is Colorado just going to finally go to a draw? Because, and I wonder this, and, you know, maybe this is a question uh, we're going to have, we're going to hopefully have Chad Stewart back on here in a few weeks to talk about Michigan elk stuff um, and probably touch on some deer stuff too. But at what point does pressure and hunter numbers start to cause a decline in success? Like at what point do just the number of hunters begin to hinder one another? If that exists, uh, if it's just a numbers game and they just want the number of elk killed, then it might not matter. Um, and I know Colorado has some problems with CWD in certain areas. So I imagine they want as many elk out of there as possible, as far as in some, in some areas and some locations across the state. But there are other areas in the state where it's like, it's tough. You can't get away from people. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, Colorado has the biggest elk herd in the country, right? So there's a, there's a mm-hmm. ton of elk. Uh, so it's definitely an opportunity state. I mean, I, th- I think in a lot of units over the counter in Colorado, there's a, there's potential at a really good bull. I mean, you see some, uh, you see some really good bulls come out of either low point units or over the counter units. Um, like Tony Treach. I don't, I'm sure some of you guys have seen that absolute slob that he knocked down in Colorado last year that was out of like a few point or less unit you know essentially mm-hmm. almost like an over-the-counter unit but then you also have like the northwest corner where it's it's managed for big bulls and you know our grandkids couldn't even that are unborn aren't even going to be able to draw that tag so it's nope, definitely uh, it's an interesting mix in Colorado for sure I remember uh uh Brady Brady Miller. His last... Yeah, Brady Miller talking. His dad had Colorado points or something like that, and he asked yeah. Brady like, "How long would it take me to draw?" He wanted the Northwest Corner tag, mm-hmm. and Brady did. Brady did the rough math, and it came out to like his dad would be like 130 years old before he ever drew it or something. It's just something absolutely yeah. bonkers. Yeah, so and that's they... how it is with Colorado. So it's true preference point, right? So. You have to have the most points to draw the tag. So 
until people cycle through and draw that tag or or die off or quit applying or whatever, like you're not going to draw the tag until you're that guy at the top of the list. Yeah. And that quick note on preference points for people who don't understand the preference point, because this is something that irritates me every year. If it's a preference point and you have to have a certain amount to draw it, you're not going to draw it below it. So Mm -hmm. to those who, who say they talked to somebody with less points than them that drew in their unit, no, they didn't. No, unless there's a random portion, they did not. Yeah, they and in did Colorado, not. there's no random. So, no, no. And I have, and when I have, I have points in Colorado, and you know, I look at the states uh, or whenever I, I take my next elk hunt or whatever, and, and Colorado's on that list because by the time that I'm able to go back out west, I'll probably have five or six points in Colorado, and I would assume that I'd be able to draw, but. Like you said before, there's 70,000 people that bought a point this year in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's definitely nuts. some creep. I haven't really like did a deep dive into the stats. I mean, there was, I think there was some point creep across the board, just like everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but Colorado is a good state where, you know, if you have less than, well, it was like five or six points. I don't know. Maybe that bumped up a little bit, but like if you had less than five or six points, it's a good state to just kind of turn and burn those points every five, six years because yeah. I think once you get above that like eight to 10 range, you kind of get into no man's land, you know, where you're not going to be able to catch some of the, uh, you know, some of the better hunts, but you're kind of above those like five or six point units. So you'll see that a lot. Like if you, if you look through Colorado well, draw stats, you'll see people that are burning points like, why did this guy just burn 18 points on a four point unit? Trail well, talked about finally, that last yeah, year when like, we talked to him. He said that he had he had eight or nine, and he said he was right at the right at the cusp of like I need to use these points mm-hmm. because once you get past that, you're not getting into those higher point units. Like you have to use it by the ten year mark, otherwise you're just. I mean, if you buy yeah. three points a year in in Colorado, it comes out to like forty three dollars a a point or something like that. So it's yeah. not like you're pissing a ton of money away, but mm-hmm. you're still spending money. Yeah. Yeah. In Colorado, you buy like a four the, point unit, like the small game license or whatever. And then it's like 10 point a species. So, you know, yep. you can get antelope, mule deer, elk, your small game or whatever it is, whatever they call it. And it's like a hundred and I don't know, 20 bucks or something. Something like that. So, yeah. About that. Yeah. So it's not bad. Um, the, the caveat, I guess, in Colorado is um, it's based on, and I, I wrote this down because I can never remember it, but it's, ba- it's actually based on resident draw odds. Um, so for a unit, it requires more than, I think it's six or more points for a resident, um, then 20% of the licenses can go to a non-resident. And if it's less than that, then up to 35% can go to non-residents. So the draw odds are actually better in the less point units for residents which is kind of convoluted and confusing, but uh, basically the better better, the unit, the better the unit, the worse draw odds for non-residents. Okay. Okay. Because, because of tag allocation. That makes sense. When you said before it was, uh, you, you had just mixed both. You said residents and not non-residents. So I just wanted to clarify that. That makes sense. So it's based on resident. It is based on resident points. So like if you have a six point unit for residents, then non-residents can get 20% of the tags. If it's five right. or below for residents, yeah, then they can get 35%. So that makes sense. I'm tracking. Yeah. Um, oh, one of the interesting things a little bit, and I think 
I think we talked about this, or maybe it was me and Jimmy. I can't remember. Um, but there was like nine. I think it was between eighty five hundred and nine thousand less applicants for elk in Colorado, and I think like ten or eleven thousand less for mule deer, which I thought was kind of interesting. Not a huge number, but I mean a fair number. Say that again. So there was less applicants this year for both elk and deer in Colorado. It was like eight or nine thousand, eighty five hundred, somewhere in there for elk mm. less, and deer was like ten or eleven. So there was That's more in Wyoming. I think you can, I don't know. Again, you can probably assume there was more in Montana. Supposedly there was less in New Mexico. We haven't touched on New Mexico yet, but th- no draw stats out there. I haven't heard Idaho, but yeah, I don't know, you know, probably hmm. more or as many, but yeah, I thought it was interesting that Colorado had less and maybe there's just more people banking on over the counter stuff in that state at this point. I don't know, but I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, that could be. Unfortunately, there's no way to tell if like Colorado hunters went to Wyoming or Montana or whatever. Yeah, but right. Yeah, that is interesting how it just dropped by that much all of a sudden. And 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 yeah. you have a, and, and I don't I don't think the economy or anything like that is. I think it might be impacting like the fringe people, like the people that strap together a a, a plan to go out west, and now they. They can't because gas is five bucks a gallon or, or whatever. Um, but you don't seem to think that the economy is really going to have much of an effect. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, my guess is no, just because there's so many applicants. Like if you look at all these, like yeah, 65 or whatever it was, 60, however many thousand just bought a point in Colorado. Like you think about how many people would have to be affected by the economy and gas prices for that to change. Like I think it could make a little difference in some places, but like as generally speaking across the board, man, I don't know. Like I think there's enough people that do it that it would take a serious, serious recession or something to really cut this back. Yeah. Because numbers just go, they've gone up every year for the last, you know, five years. Mm -hmm. Like it just continues to climb. So we'll see. I mean, obviously we don't know what the future is going to bring with the economy. It's not, obviously in a great spot with inflation and kind of where we're at and gas prices and everything. So I do think it'll make a little difference, but man, in the grand scheme, I I just don't know. I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I just wanted to touch on that because I I can see how some would say, well, the economy and and the gas prices, like, yeah, like I said, I think it'll affect like the fringe guys, like, like our first year going out, like we're kind of, you know, we're all new professionals. Don't, you know, probably shouldn't be spending two grand to go out West, but we did. Um, like I think those guys might be strapped a little bit, but otherwise no, 95% yeah. of the guys are still going to go. And maybe, you know, maybe that's where it helps to plateau things. Like maybe the, the barrier of entry gets a little bit higher with cost too. You know, I don't, mm-hmm. maybe that's where you see more of that. You see, you see less of the new guys jumping in. I don't, I don't know. It'll be interesting. I mean, the next I'd love to say the next five years, but it's going to be like the next two years that are going to be interesting with, with tag structure and, and, you know, the economy and all that stuff. I don't think we're going to need five years to see a, see a change. No, again. It, it's a year to year thing at this point. I think, I mean, this past year kind of proved that. So, yeah, absolutely. But Wyoming. Yeah. Oh boy. Or do you want to, Wyoming. is there anything else you no, want to touch that's on fine. Colorado? All right, cool. No, Wyoming. no, I I think that basically covers it. Like Colorado is yeah. still your opportunity state. You know, if you want to go hunt elk every year right now, you can still do that in Colorado. Yep. So be in shape, climb high. Yeah. Right. 
Um, yeah, Wyoming. So, um, Wyoming is one of the more confusing states for me. Like every time that you talked about Wyoming, I'm just going to be completely honest with you. I just kind of nod my head and smile. Like (laughs) you have the general draw, you have the special draw, but then you have the tag allotment and, and then certain areas you can't hunt. Yeah. So yeah, the, I guess to start, um, uh, in Wyoming, you have a general tag, which is good for a, a big chunk of the state. And then you have limited entry tags, which are more like unit specific, you know. So kind of like Montana, where you have that general tag and then you have the uh, the bonus points that are more unit specific. You want to go hunt the brakes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, similar in Wyoming to where, you know, first you, you have the general tag or you have the limited entry stuff. The other thing in Wyoming, if you want to pay a little extra money, they'll put you into a special draw. So you have a special draw and then you just have a regular draw. Generally speaking, not always, generally speaking, the odds in the special draw are going to be better, you know. So uh, you want to put in for a general elk tag. You want to try to cut a point off what it's going to take to to draw that tag. Um, you can put it in the special draw. And I think special versus uh, regular is like 1,200 versus 700 for elk ballpark. Um, mm-hmm. And that's across the board. So that's mule deer, antelope. They all have they all have the same thing. I don't know about like the big five. I don't know about like goats and and all that stuff. But I'm they may not give out enough tags for it to really really matter. Uh, and with the cost, I'm assuming it's just one draw. But at least in the um, you know the antelope, elk, mule deer world, there's there's special versus regular. So those are kind of the big things to know in Wyoming, just off right off the bat. And then, uh, so uh, the, the change that's likely coming, uh, in Wyoming, and again, some of this is speculation, but there's a committee that's been put together and has been meeting on this. And it sounds like it's kind of writing on the wall at this point, but, um, Wyoming changed for, I think starting fall of fall of 2020, I believe. So for the big five in Wyoming, which is, let me see, sheep, goats, uh, bison, moose and grizzlies um they so it used to be it was eight grizzlies are on there there's no tag right now but they're part of the big five okay 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 so some point if they ever get a hunt back because they got that one they 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 initially had two tags or whatever it was Mm -hmm. Uh, but anyways they hold them as part of the big five hopefully they'll get a season back i guess um but it was initially so like this year and before it's been that residents get 80 percent of the tags non-residents get 20 percent of the tags and that changed. Uh, so now it's 90 and it might've been 84, 16 or it was either 84, 16 or 80, 20. Don't, I guess don't quote me on that. Cause I'm not sure now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that changed to where starting next fall, it's going to be 90, 10. I feel like it was 20. Cause I think they cut it in half. So I, I think sounds, it went from 20% right. to 10%. Right. Yeah. yeah. Which sucks for a lot of guys that have been sitting on moose, you know, like sitting on moose stuff, sitting on, uh, I think, I don't know if goats is all random, but sheep, like it just changes the landscape. All of a sudden you're sitting on however many 15, 20 points on a moose. And all of a sudden there's half the tags. Like, I don't know. That's a tough deal. Mm-hmm. That one already passed. That one passed. That one passed. That, that one, one passed. passed a couple of months ago. Cause I remember talking to Chris about it and, mm-hmm. and he's like, he's like, you know, the guys with, you know, however many points that are close to drawing is like, it might not affect them, but he's like, but this isn't over because there's a lot of dudes. He's like, 
at like my age, he, you know, with eight mm-hmm. to 10 points, it's like, what are we supposed to do with all those points? With yeah. all the money that we spent to procure those points. Yep. Now we're screwed. Yep. And that's coming. Like it, it's yeah. coming for elk and deer and antelope. Um, there, there's been some, some, uh, scuttle and stuff online, I guess, but the, the bigger change with that. So they're looking at a 90, 10 for, um, for elk and, and mule deer and antelope as well. But the bigger part with that is they're also going to set aside 5% of that for outfitters. So, so non-resident tags. Half. Exactly. So non-resident tag percentage is going to get cut to 10, but then they're going to take five of that 10% and set it aside for like a outfitter draw. There's a theme here, folks. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you caught on or not. Yeah. And I, and I think that theme is, I don't know. I don't know if it hits in Idaho or, or Colorado um, or other States, but, I have a feeling that uh, outfitters in those states are going to be pushing for it. Like Montana, Wyoming, they got they got their outfitters half the cut. We mm-hmm. want ours. I think yeah. that's going to happen. The thing that makes me laugh about this too is this is being like proposed as the this was the compromise. Fifty yeah. percent was the compromise. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell did they ask for? All of them? Like, what do you mean fifty <laughs> percent was the compromise? goodness 90 percent. like we want, yeah. we want all but eh, you guys can have a few but the rest of us we want them all <laughs> just insane and then you know so that's going to trickle down into the general tag right because now you're, yeah. you're potentially going to have guys that are sitting on these limited entry points because the points are all the same whether you want a general tag or a limited entry tag the point system's all the same so yeah if you're somebody sitting on uh, i don't know 10 12 points whatever it is in wyoming and you see this 90-10 coming, it's like, okay, well, maybe I'm going to burn some of these points on a general tag, right? Which is mm-hmm. then going to affect how much it takes to draw a general tag. So it's going to yeah. be interesting. Like I said, I think the writing's kind of on the wall, uh, you know, from what I've been reading and hearing about this. I think it's just a matter of time. But that that uh, half allocation to outfitter stinks. Compromise. Yeah. That must was have the been, compromise. Must have been uh, following Rob Manfred on that compromise. And that's what I'm, you know, that's like I said, what do you, you know, what were you asking for? That, that yeah. 50% <laughs> is the compromise. So, um, yeah. So Wyoming, um, there was a, about a point jump, uh, this year. So, uh, I got some, some stats here. I'll pull up. Um, looks like for. Uh, non-resident now this is special so this is that a little bit better odds you're going to pay 1200 for the tag that took four points um three points was uh, in the 40 percent under three didn't draw Uh, and i think it was about a point more for the regular draw usually it's about a point more um Mm. then random percent so the other thing wyoming also does a random percent and i don't remember how many tags offhand they set aside but they also do a random and it was like I think 11% odds in the, and again, don't quote me on these, but I think it was like 11% in the special and like 8% in the, in the regular. So not great odds. You're going to give Wyoming your money in January and they're not going to draw until mid-May, you know, and you're looking and at it. They, like, hold, they hold on to that however much money, right? The entire yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you can withdraw in Wyoming, I think, sometime up until May. Um, but yeah, you got to apply by, I think it's January 31st and then they they hold that until yeah it was like middle of may third week of may they drew this year i think 
Mm-hmm. So it's a long time. Yeah. It's a long time. Um, and it was kind of interesting. Someone online had posted, uh, posted about Wyoming. And I think, I want to say going back, like, cause there was a, so there was a time where you could get a Wyoming general tag, you know, within the last 10 to 12 years, you could get, basically get a Wyoming general tag over the counter. And then, you know, it went to like a half a point and then it went to a point and then it stayed mm-hmm. at a point for a long time. And then I think like over the last five or so years, like it's been every year, two points, three points, four points. Now we're up to five points on the regular. Uh, and with that, applicants have increased every year, you know, so, uh, there's, there's been no a bump slowing in down to those applicants. Is there? No, no, it's, it, you know, and it hasn't been like huge increases. Um, I should look and see. So this year, uh, it looks like it was about eight to 900 ish more, but last year it went from 57, 77 to 75, 82, you know, so a big bump mm, from 20 to 21. Jump, yeah. Um, but they give out, you know, and, they, and they've they've given out a little bit less on the tags every year. They give out like 1,500 to 1,600 tags. So it's still, a, you know, it's still a lot of people putting in for a little bit of opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. That's, I mean, we'll see. I guess the hard thing is that we'll see what happens this year, like with the number of people that put in or whatever. Yeah. Um, or did you say that went up by a few hundred this year? Yeah, it was like eight or nine hundred. Th- this year they went so up. Okay, so we'll see what up. happens next yeah. year with right. like does it go up? Does it is it is it starting to plateau? Does it only go up three right. or four hundred guys? Um yeah. But yeah, Wyoming is a state that like you know, just thinking about like my own hunts and future hunts and stuff like that, like you'd always ask, like, when do you like is Wyoming on your radar in the next five years? And it's like, no, I don't think I'm going to be able to draw in the next five. Um, or no. you'd ask, you'd ask what's on your radar in the next five. And I was like, well, it's not Wyoming. So I don't think you'll be able to draw mm-hmm. in the next five. I don't know as if I'd be able to draw Wyoming in the next 10, just the way that the trajectory is going. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's really probably going to depend on what happens these next couple of years. Like, does it, you know, do we get to like, seven, eight points and it kind of plateaus or does it just keep, keep going? I don't know. And that's, that's kind of the shitty thing for us. Like we're a point behind. So like mm-hmm. next year we're going to go in with three points, which is, it's going to take like there, there will be a percentage probably if I had to guess, there'll be a percentage at four and it's going to take five to guarantee it. Yeah. So putting in for three, we're just putting in for the random, you know? So yeah. We're gonna and I'm, I'm a point behind you guys. It. Yeah. Right. It's so like, yeah. So you'd be at two points next year. So at what point is, from a monetary standpoint, um, I mean, obviously, if you want to hunt Wyoming super bad and that's, that's the place you want to hunt, then, then you know, you're, you're going to put in regardless. But, like, at what point is, because a point in Wyoming is $53 right now, 52 53 something like 52, that. 52 yeah, something like that. Um, you know, if it takes eight points to draw, that's roughly $420 in points that you're putting in up front just to mm-hmm. draw mm-hmm. and then you have to pay for the tag which by then a general tag could be nine hundred dollars so now it's a thirteen hundred dollar general tag to get like at what point is that four hundred dollars better spent on putting in another state is that and is that a reality for some guys yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I guess the thing is, like, I don't know where else you put it. Like, yeah, 
I don't know. It's not like you I can buy multiple it, points elsewhere. Yeah, and I don't know that you're really going to put in elsewhere with with better odds. I mean, I think the thing is that general tag, I, to me, at some point, like that has to plateau. Like, you know, it's it it's still a general tag. It's probably the best general tag in the country, um, mm-hmm. but it's still a general tag. So, you know, whether that plateaus at six or eight or ten, I don't know. But I, I do think there'll be a time where you can catch it. But yeah, it's just kind of up to like what you're goal what's your strategy look like are you hunting elk every year i mean I, th- I think there's lots of factors you know at the end of the day the 52 bucks for a point isn't bad in comparison to other places but no uh, not that, at all. that may become a that may become a consideration for people for sure i think that's fair yeah no wyoming wyoming's points are very reasonable 52 mm-hmm. bucks for a point for elk i think it's 40 something 30? for deer, 30 something for antelope. Yeah. Yeah. I think I pay 30. Basically drops like 10 something. Yeah. Yeah. Drops 10 bucks a, a species or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. No, they're very reasonable points. You don't have to buy a license ahead of time to buy a point. You can just buy the point, which I love. I love the fact because if they required me to buy a hunting license to buy mm-hmm. a point, then it's pretty possible that I'd be just kind of choosing between Colorado or Wyoming on which state I wanted to put my money into because I don't have $300 to spend on points every year. Mm-hmm. It's just reality of that. And it's kind of nice. They have like Montana, they have that point only period, you know? So like Colorado, you have to put in, in the ap- actual application period to get your point. If you miss that, yep. you're done until next year. So it is nice there. And they're a little longer. I think they go until November, like July to November. Yeah. Maybe. It's the end of, end of um, October or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they have a pretty long, uh, point mm-hmm. only period. So, you know, you have a lot of opportunity to, to go give them your 50 bucks or whatever, but I do elk deer antelope and it's, you know, hundred and some bucks, just over hundred bucks. So yeah. the value in just, Wyoming is pretty good. Yeah. I just do elk and antelope in Wyoming. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know why it's just, it's just what I'm putting my points in. Mm-hmm. So, and then, well, I have mule deer points in Colorado, but that's beside the point, I guess. Yeah. No, no pun Ten intended bucks, there. You can't afford not to. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, oh, the only, I mean, the other thing, and people probably know about this, but the, the other thing that I always scratch my head about with, with Wyoming is their, um, their law that non-residents can't hunt wilderness areas. Uh, I don't understand that. Or a resident. You can go fish, you can go hike, you can go camp, but you can't carry a bow or a gun. I think that it sounds a lot like the same people that are making the outfitter law. Oh, yeah, 100%. That's where it comes from. Made that law, too. Yeah, 100%. Because now that's a nice set aside. Because there's a lot of good wilderness territory uh, in that, that northwest portion of wyoming you know some of the there's units that are like almost 100 percent wilderness you know 90 yeah, percent wilderness and as a diy non-resident you can't touch them well i remember watching the the hunting public they hunted uh war britain had a te- had an elk tag in wyoming um really cool series uh he kills a bull it's all worth a watch go check it out um but i remember them standing there and listening to elk and he just looked at the cameras. I can't go over there. It's a wilderness. We're not allowed or something mm-hmm. to that effect. And it's just like, it is so stupid. It would be like, it would be like, uh, hunting in Michigan or in Pennsylvania and you're standing on state ground 
and you're looking into either the Allegheny National Forest or the Huron Manistee National Forest, it's like, can't go in there. I'm not allowed to. I'm not from here. It makes no damn sense for my safety. (laughs) Such a sham. Is it, no, that's I what know. they say. It's for the safety, but I yeah, hikers no and fishermen. I know. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I thought, I thought that was legitimate. You're just, you're, you're just bitter like me. It's okay. Yeah. I have Com- no idea. It comes with age, but it, it, it comes from the same, it comes from the same people in the same space of, we want 5% yeah. of the tags for outfitters. So yeah. Kickbacks, cash, et cetera. Yeah. Definitely. I didn't say that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that, uh, that just kind of leaves us with New Mexico, uh, which I'll just touch on. Quickly, uh, I know we covered that with trail last year. Um, mm-hmm. Interesting thing in New Mexico is they also set aside 10% of uh, tags for non-resident guided. If you're non-resident unguided, you apply in a, a different uh, draw, essentially, and that's for 6% of tags. So non-residents get 16%, but 10 of that 16% goes to um, guided clients and i believe you have mm-hmm. to have some kind of agreement assigned with a guide before you put in so nice thing about new mexico just to revisit is it's totally random so you and i and the person that's been putting in in new mexico for 25 years we all have the same chance to draw the gila or whatever you want to put in for right uh, you get three choices in new mexico and they go through every like once your app gets pulled they go through every choice until they you know before they move on to the next one so uh, you can kind of swing for the fences. You can swing for the fences on, on all three choices if you want, but we generally swing for the fences on the first two, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like some of that HeLa stuff or whatever, and then we put a more realistic, and I say realistic because it's probably still less than 10%, you know, 5 to 10% uh, as our third choice. So um, not not necessarily an opportunity state because it's going to be hard to draw a tag there. Odds are not good. You're probably looking at single percent in in probably every unit now, you know, when we first put in a couple of years ago, I think there were still like some 15 to 20% units, but those days are gone. I want to say you did put into a higher, yeah, I want to say you did put into like a teen percent unit, but then like your others were like, this one's like, you pointed to one and like that one swing for the fences and it was like two and a half. But Mm -hmm. if you drew it, well, you're on cloud nine. Yeah. Yeah. You're scoffing yeah. at the idea of killing a spike. Yeah, like a, I'm smoking the first 300 inch raghorn satellite that <laughs> runs in. <laughs> like, like killing a basket rack in Iowa. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely a trophy state. I mean, they they grow big out there. Uh, but um, yeah, it's just the, the. I guess the nice thing is is and it costs like. I think you get everything back. You have to front your application fee, but I think you get everything yep. back besides like 60 bucks you put in yep, in March, that sounds they about draw right. in April. So it's, you know, you know, in a month and then, and then you're kind of mm-hmm. on to the next place. So, um, yeah, New Mexico is not a bad state because you're always kind of at least in the game and everybody's on equal footing, you know, somebody's going to mm-hmm. draw the tag. So I guess it might as well be you if you want to put in for elk, but good way of looking at it, but they're going to give some set aside to, uh, outfitters. Like you said, theme of the theme of the talk here. Mm. Lovely. Yeah. Mm. So what do you uh like what do you you know, knowing some of this stuff, what are you telling someone that's listening to this and being like, maybe this is the first year that they were considering starting to to build some kind of strategy for Elk Out West? Um I would Good luck. Uh <laughs> 
<laughs> it's part of it. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's part of it probably. But like I guess what I'm what I'm telling that person is like, look, if I think you need to answer a couple of questions. Do you want to hunt elk every year out west? Or do you want to hunt big game every year out west? And even to that extent, do you just want to hunt every year out west? Mm-hmm. But I think you need to figure out which category you you fall into. If you want to hunt elk every year out west, well, then you, you'd probably better be in really good cardiovascular shape and get used to hunting Colorado. Um, mm-hmm. Because you might not draw that. You, you and your buddy might not get the same freaking tag in Idaho because of their jacked up system. Mm-hmm. And you might not draw Montana. You And you definitely won't draw Wyoming for a little bit. So, you know, if it, if I was starting out fresh, which... I guess I basically am, but I don't really have a timetable on when I, when I go out West next, Mm -hmm. but I would say like, have like a, have, have plans set out plans set out in three year increments. Like in the first three years, you know, you'll hunt Montana once, but you'll be able to hunt Colorado. Um, have, have, you know, be okay with, taking a year off and hunting antelope or, 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 or mule deer or something. If, if you're cool with that, if you're not, then grab a tag in Colorado while you can. Um, and if you just want to go West, like if you just want to make it West once a year to hunt elk, mule deer, pronghorn, whatever. I mean, I know it's not everyone's cup of tea, but there are some very good bird hunting States out West. You know, we talked, I talked with Cliff Ensor. They went to Montana and they went to Arizona on a whim. All you gotta do is buy the tag. Um, granted they have dogs and they're pretty good hunters. Um, but find a buddy with spring a dog bear. and go. Spring bear, spring bear is another one. That's a, I think that hunt is becoming more popular, but mm-hmm. I don't think it'll be to the point of, um, as popular as, uh, you know, elk, mule deer, or pronghorn. Fall bear is an option. You can buy. You can go buy a fall bear tag in Idaho, and mm-hmm. you know that's a. You know, you're you're able to get out there. You're able to listen to bulls bugle and whatnot, and you're you're glassing up bears. So, mm-hmm. there's plenty of options to get out west every year, but I think you need to tell your you need to figure out for yourself what you want those years to look like. Mm-hmm. That, so that's what I would say to somebody who's wanting to start out fresh. Yeah, that's fair. And I think part of it depends on how much, you know, like what's your budget? How much do you want to spend? Right. Because if you want to, mm-hmm. if, if you're going to, if you're okay with spending a little money, I mean, put in in Arizona, put in and, you know, you can put in in Arizona, you can put in in New Mexico. You got that ra- at least a random portion in both Montana and Wyoming. Uh, you know, you have Colorado where you can start building points. Um, but you always have mm-hmm. that over the counter option. You can buy your tag in Idaho if you can hit in in that lottery and just turn it back in later. I mean, there's there's definitely still opportunity. I think the landscape's going to change a lot probably in the next two three years. Uh, but yeah, like you said, at the end of the day, if you just want to hunt elk every year, you can go to Colorado. You know, mm-hmm. which I, I think is understandable. I mean, your elk hunting days are kind of a finite thing for most people. Um, so I, I think it makes sense to maximize them, you know, while you're young and in better shape or whatever. And not that that's an excuse, not that you can't continue to be in good shape say, and healthy what? into your, into your age, but for well, most people, for being realistic. Yeah. Unless yeah. you're, unless you're a unicorn, like, uh, the late Jim Posowitz was late Jim po- late. Yeah. He passed away. Sure. Um, 
he was hunting elk with a bow into his 80s. Mm-hmm. He was in his late 80s flinging arrows yeah. at elk. Yeah. I think we'd all sign yeah, up Yeah, so that. I mean, right, right. But realistically, most people are probably able to and wanting to climb a mountain into their 50s, you know, maybe into their 60s for most people. So I think it makes sense mm-hmm. to maximize it while you're young. Um, but yeah. yeah, you just have to decide, do you want to go every year? Do you want to go every couple years? Do you want to go every five years? You know, if that's the case, maybe it makes sense to start looking at some guided stuff. Maybe it makes sense to start looking at landowner tags or something. I mean, there's certainly more option there too. I think it just depends on what you're looking for and how frequently you want to go. Like, because Mm -hmm. it, you know, if you're a new guy and you're just starting to put in points, like don't go hunt a Wyoming general tag with eight points as your first hunt. No, no. You know, if you're going to do that, that, like pay, I, I, I think that's where it's worth paying someone. Yeah. And, and you know, that's, that's crossed my mind too. Like the next time that I go hunt elk, I'll, I'll, I will have been twice. Um, but I'll likely have four or five years off. So it's like, okay, well, do I want to cash in my Colorado points for a draw unit and do mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, right now I would say, yeah, I feel confident in that four or five years from now. I don't know. Yeah. Cross it, you know, it may make it, more, it may make more sense somewhere there too, you know, where it's like, well, if you hold them until you have eight or 10, you're probably still spending it in that similar or same unit. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there's, there's certainly some, some debate there. It may make a little more sense there, but yeah, you know, you don't want to pull that New Mexico tag. It, it, New Mexico, you kind of have to take it when it comes, right? You don't really have a choice, but no, you yeah, don't. Be, it, it's <laughs> tough to be a DIY guy and pull that tag first or second, you know? So I, I think that's something to keep in mind. And, and yeah, do you want to hunt mule deer? Do you want to hunt antelope? You can certainly build some points there. I mean, relatively cheaply. Um, but again, that that's probably going to change too. Like mule deer is already changing. Antelope's already changing. I, I think those will probably continue to get worse too, just on a, a general sense. So, yeah. Yeah. But there's some whitetail opportunity. There's spring bear. There's birds. I mean, mm-hmm. like I you said, if you're someone tail. who just wants to, someone that just wants to go hunt out West. I mean, there's, there's certainly some opportunity. I think you just have to, to kind of look at what your goals are, but I do think it's important to kind of, if you're someone that's just starting, look at the next five years, look at the next 10 years and see what you want to do, because it is going to take some planning and you are going to have to kind of map that out because, you know, some of the stuff you do have to plan ahead for Montana, you got to plan ahead for Wyoming. You're definitely going to have to plan ahead for there's, Mm -hmm. there's lots of moving parts. So you're certainly going to, uh, have to spend some time to, to keep them all straight. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So that's it. In a nutshell, that's mm-hmm. the, uh, the quick and dirty update, I guess, on, on elk hunting in the West and what things look, looks like as of today. I think, uh, this time next year, who knows? It, it'll probably, probably we might be doing another but, one right. yeah. yeah maybe by fall we'll see you never know it just yeah, uh, it's changing all the time changing yeah. all the time but as of today yeah. you can still go on go hunt elk so by all means do it i know that's what i'm gonna continue to yeah. try to do at least for now that day may come sure. where i can't hunt elk every year i'm sure it will come in the next few years here but at least for now we can still get elk tags which is which is good yeah definitely definitely um, let's see. When's this episode come out? This will come out not this Wednesday, but next Wednesday or the Wednesday yeah, after 15th. 
15th. So this will come out the 15th. So happy June 15th, everybody. Um, looking ahead, we've got, uh, we're going to have Bo Martonic on. Uh, we're mm-hmm. very excited to talk to Bo. It's been a bit since I've, since I've chatted with him. Um, when I have Bo on, we're going to talk to Chad Stewart at some point again. Uh, and hopefully have on a couple others. I'm forgetting people. I already know I am. Yeah. Yeah. We're still kind of sorting some of that out, but yeah. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll get back to some guests so you don't have to just listen to us too. (laughs) I mean, it's not too bad. We're not terrible. Right. No, it'll be good. We'll have some good stuff and then, uh, that'll summer will be, summer will be gone and we'll be starting bird hunting and, Mm -hmm. White tails and into all the good stuff, the best time of the year. So I can't wait. I can't I can't yeah. wait until that first like like early September morning where it's like forty outside or forty five or whatever, just that, that feeling of fall. I'm looking forward to it. Yep. I I'm gonna enjoy it. summer, but that feeling Not of fall is off. different. Yeah, right. for sure. But all right. Well, that will do it for this one. Um Appreciate everybody uh, taking the time to listen. So as always, thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you on the next one.